you are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your hosts here, Colt Molesky, Trey Flynn, we're bringing you some Timberwolves content. Yeah, that's right. It's Christmas Eve and we're still putting in work. That's crazy dedication right there from the both of us. I, I think that we should get a standing O right now. Already in the podcast, people should be clapping. Immediately. If they're not clapping right now, if they're not listening, if the volume isn't all the way up, they're doing this podcast wrong. We're here to give some good Timberwolves uh, news, and we're excited for it. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. And I got to say, uh, what the hell happened over the weekend? I, if you didn't, if you guys didn't know I was gone last week, yeah, it, it was really sneaky because I, I, I did shows beforehand and I had my, my co-host here to pick up my slack while I was gone. So it was really hard for anybody to really to notice I was gone. I think if I just disappeared, I think Trey would slide in so seamlessly into just taking over full-time duties. It, it would be impossible to tell. That's how well the show operates without you, which is really the dream. And so I was gone last weekend. I, I was kind of catching up yesterday and this morning. I was watching like second halves of games. I was picking up uh, and trying to kind of catch up with all the Timberwolves action that I missed. And oh my goodness, I... The confusion level for me with this Timberwolves team is now at an all-time high. I don't know about you, Trey, but this team is mind-rackingly mind-rackingly inconsistent, and it's starting to get to the point where it's surpassing last year, and it was bad last year. It's been a confusing month. I mean, uh, the Timberwolves are 6-7 and seven this month, so inconsistency is the, uh, the best word to use for the situation. I mean, Colton, we lost to the Phoenix Suns while you were gone. The Phoenix Suns. I know. I know. I, I, I went back, so I went back, and there's, I mean, there's only so much time in the day, right? And I'm, I'm hanging out with family still, uh, and so I was watching games. I watched the... The fourth quarter of this game, there's some games where I watched like the whole game or, or a whole half. I just watched the fourth quarter of this game uh, where they were outscored 22 to 17. But you no, know, no, I mean, Devin Booker was coming, he, he's back, he was coming back for an injury, but I, I, there's really no excuse for this. And last year, you kind of had where they played up to competition, they played down to competition. That was the inconsistency. This year at the beginning, it seemed like it was going to be a home versus away kind of thing. But now I, I really don't because like you said, they lost to the Suns on the road, but then they come back home, they trounce the Kings, then they lose to the Pistons, then they go on the road, they lose badly to a Spurs team they beat by uh, what was it 40 points the last time they played at home. And then they play a Thunder team, a Thunder team that has been really good, and a Thunder team where Paul George, he dropped 30 in this game, and Paul George, the last six games, he's had one game under 30 points, and he's been really good the last six games. He's had, I think, two games over 40, and and, uh, and like five games over 35, something like crazy like that, but he, uh, he's been really good, and they go in and they beat the Thunder on the road. I really don't know what to make of this team, and we're going to get into kind of the identity of this team and how they're having an identity crisis this year, but just as far as the last, uh, I don't know, uh, eight days of Timberwolves basketball, six days of Timberwolves basketball, I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to take from this. Yeah, it's difficult to kind of summarize how this team has been doing as of late. It's, I guess, like I, you said before, inconsistency is the best word, but it's kind of hard to peg what the real issue is here um and the easy answer is tom thibodeau 
um, and just schemes and rotations and who he wants to put in the starting lineup and who gets in minutes. Um, and that's definitely the easy answer. But there's also just, uh, you know, there have been glaring problems over the past six games. Aside from Andrew Wiggins' outstanding performance last night, he's been really, he's been playing uh, extremely slow for the, the prior five games to that. Um, there's a lot of different guys. Uh, and even and the only win besides the Thunder in the past five, six, seven games to the Sacramento Kings, the Kings pulled their bench at halftime. I mean, they pulled their starters at halftime, sorry. So their bench played the whole second half, and Minnesota pulled out a win there, but it's not saying much. So the Timberwolves prior to last night were definitely in turmoil and looked like they were going to be stuck in cement for the rest of December, but they pulled out a great win against a great Oklahoma City Thunder team who's only lost uh, prior to last night three times at home. So now they've lost four times. And Minnesota, credit to them, gets their third away win of the season. Uh, this team, I going over some things right away. The the big thing that jumps out to you, I I think, or at least it jumped out to me. If you're just looking at this stretch where you go from the Suns game on on the fifteenth to last night's game, the big one of the big takeaways is the backcourt defensive inefficiencies is really starting to be. A problem that it doesn't look like they're going to be able to get past anymore. And if you look at some of these games, uh, Russell Westbrook obviously is going to play well. Uh, 23 points. We have Schroeder off the bench with with 10 points. Uh, and obviously, Paul George was the big one in that game for the Thunder. But uh, those were those were important points for both those guys to keep them in that game. You look at the the Spurs. You have Forbes with 22. You have. Uh, DeRozan he had a quiet game, but 12 for him. Uh, so over 30 from their backcourt. The Pistons game was the one where it really stuck out. Uh, you had Re- Reggie Bullock going for 33, Reggie Jackson going for 30 or 24, excuse me. You can't give up nearly 60 points to just two players from a backcourt, but it's consistently every one of these games. Devin Booker, 28. Uh, in in the game against the Suns. Uh, for the, the Kings, you talked about how they pulled their starters, but you still had Yogi Ferrell, Frank Mason. Those guys are both in double-digit points uh, off the bench. I mean, the it, it's getting to a point where at either the Timberwolves are going to have to score 120 points every single one of these games, or they're going to have to try and figure out a scheme because it's not going to be the guys, right? Jeff Teague, Derrick Rose, those guys aren't good defensively. And we're get, we'll get to the injuries in just a second here. But those guys aren't good defensively. You've got to figure out, like, a, and Tyus Jones, maybe the answer is to play him a little more, uh, try and get some defense from him. But I think you've got to try, if you're Tibbs, to scheme some of these guys, it, it, some of these offenses to, to force the ball into other players' hands. Because right now they're going to their backcourts and they're finding success and the Timberwolves aren't really doing anything to stop it. They need to figure out some some system where they can trap point guards or they can they can really close out, they can play aggressive on the three-point line, something where the backcourt isn't going off. But that was the big thing that stuck out to me looking and watching over these last few games is that teams opposing shooting guards, point guards, are doing whatever they want. I mean, the I guess the biggest outlier would be Reggie Bullock. So that's the best point you brought up from what I heard was 33 points from Reggie Bullock is uh, – you can't let that happen. You just can't. Not I, The amount of times I heard Reggie B pulls up for three, um, <laughs> I had nightmares about that. Uh, so, I mean, like, it, you cannot let Reggie Bullock score 33 points, go 7 of 12 from three. That You can't let that happen. And then the next night you play San Antonio, or the next game, rather, you play San Antonio, and you let – 
Bryn Forbes and Marco Bellinelli total for 37 points. You, you just can't let that happen. And the backcourt struggles are obvious. Um, the issue could be Jeff Teague, Derek Rose, terrible defense. Another big issue, which is kind of more of a uh, maybe a blog boy issue, is how slow the help defense is for Minnesota. Um, whether it's Taj Gibson or even Andrew Wiggins or Carl Anthony Towns at times, just the wings to the big man, they're so slow on the help defense off a screen or off a pick um, that it's easier for these guys to hit these knockdown threes or long 20-foot mid-range shots where they have so much room and they are not being contested as much. So something needs to happen, whether it's a rotation change or just maybe during this injury of Jeff Teague, Tyus Jones gets more minutes in here, maybe more trapping, as you said before. But it just seems like we're putting a lot on guys like Robert Covington to lead this defense. But the problem is Robert Covington also has a lot of pressure to lead this offense. Uh, A good example is last night. He scored nine points in the last five minutes of the game against the Thunder, which is fantastic. But we also need Robert Covington to be the helm of the defense. And he can't be doing both, even though Andrew Wiggins had a big night. He only scored three points in the last five minutes of the game last night. So he, he can't be doing everything. No, you're right, and uh, this kind of leads perfectly into uh, a topic, the, the injuries on this team. First, we're going to get to a quick break for some sponsors, and we're going to talk about the, the Timberwolves' injury woes recently. First, some sponsors. Talking with Trey Flynn about the Timberwolves, we've gone over uh, kind of the big problem. It seems to be, I mean, there's a lot of problems when you're losing this many games right now, but it seems to be the glaring one is the defensive problems from the backcourt and the ability of opposing backcourts to score whenever they like. And it definitely doesn't help when you have one of your best players on the team, Derrick Rose, out when you have your starter out in Jeff Teague. Uh, first of all, you had to know that this was coming, right? This, this Derrick Rose injury where he's kind of scuffed up and banged up a little bit, it's almost scheduled, right? Yeah, I mean, you called this on our last pod that I was, you know, arguing, and I'm still going to argue for it. I think I'm full on this island of trade Jeff Teague, but we can talk about that later. But <laughs> essentially, Derrick Rose, you know, hurt his ankle. Um, he was out for two games in a row. Uh, they said he's looking good at practice. He was, uh, I think, he was close to being probable coming into last night, but then they decided to sit him and give Jared Bayless two games in a row where he gets some minutes. And credit to Bayless, he came in two games in a row, scored seven points a game, and. He didn't look great, but he didn't look bad. He's playable. He's a 12- to 14-minute guy, and uh, he did it for uh, Rose while he was gone, and Tyus Jones definitely um, looked good. Um, If anything, I'd like to see Tyus Jones be a little bit more aggressive after these past two games. Uh, He had a nice knockdown three, which I haven't seen from Jones since since he's been on a Timberwolves jersey, uh, where he just spotted up in someone's face. And I've never seen that from Tyus Jones, and that was impressive. And uh, on the defensive end, he seems to you know, lock down his guys when uh, he needs to. So I like the idea of getting him more minutes, um, especially with this Jeff Teague and Derrick Rose injury, and getting guys like Jared Bayless to come in and fill some solid minutes. Um, he's only 30 years old, so he's got a lot of time uh, in him in the NBA. So I'm excited to see those, those two point guards play while uh, Rose and Teague are out for right now. Yeah, well, and as far as your your point there about Derrick Rose injury, it doesn't help my case at all when Derrick Rose is or Jeff Teague, excuse me, is also injured, and his might be a little longer. I mean, the report that I saw from uh, the the TimberwolvesNBA.com website on the twenty first is that it looks like he might be out uh, a week to ten days with this ankle injury, and Derrick Rose with an ankle injury of his own, and so the point guard position dangerously shallow right now for the Timberwolves. Uh, I'm not sure exactly because 
you can't you can't trade Teague when he's injured. You're gonna get you're just gonna get shellacked in a trade, right? I mean, you can't. It's not like you can move him now. That said, I don't know how I feel about Jared. You you said he he's gotten to seven points the last couple of games, and while that's pretty good for him coming in basically cold, I don't know how I feel about him being. If this goes on for a week, I don't know how. I feel about him being the second point guard for even a week. Like I, just that in itself makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, the move, if outside of a trade, the move I'm thinking of right now is maybe you want to play James Nunley more time. I'm not sure, uh, something like that. But I don't know how I feel about even for a week, ten days. If the both these guys are out, how I feel about. Bayless playing the second point guard and playing a, a decent amount of minutes because that's kind of been a staple for the Timberwolves this season is playing two point guards out at the same time and so you kind of lose a piece of that and lose a piece of that versatility with so many point guards out and so I feel like they might try and make a move for somebody or or might try and grab somebody on the cheap uh, maybe grab somebody on a two-way contract that they can put uh, put in the G League or excuse me yeah the G League if I if they get Derrick Rose and Teague back a little quicker than they anticipate. I don't know, but I don't like Bayless out there by him, or as the second guy. I also, Teague does a lot of things really well, but last night against the Thunder, five points. There's not a lot of games where the Timberwolves are going to win where when their playmaker only scores five points. It's just the way this offense has gone, the point guards need to do a lot of the heavy lifting. And so he's got to find a scoring side of himself pretty quickly if the Timberwolves are going to grab some wins here against some bad teams. I mean, the Bulls, the Hawks, the Heat, these are not world beaters. And so if you're going to get wins that you're supposed to get here, whether they're on the road or at home, they're going to have to find Tyus Tyus Jones is going to have to dig deep here. Yeah, and it seems like Tom Thibodeau's answer, rather than sign a guy from the G League or in the free agent market to get a good backup point guard or starting point guard even over Tyus Jones or behind Tyus Jones, is Tibbs' answer is pretty obvious and evident from last night. Only one player played over thirty. Uh, one player played in the thirty minutes. Um, it was Tyus Jones who played thirty-one minutes, and every other player besides Andrew Wiggins got twenty-nine and under. And Andrew Wiggins played forty-two minutes last night. So. It's obvious that Tom Thibodeau's answer right now, at least, is play Andrew Wiggins as much as possible. <laughs> 42 minutes is a lot for Andrew Wiggins. That might be his one of his career highs, um, with, uh, or at least one of them, I think. He's definitely up there in that uh, standard. But 30 points, six rebounds, five assists, shooting 55% from the field. Andrew Wiggins in 42 minutes last night might be the, uh, the savior for the point guard issues if he continues to play aggressive like he did last night. Um, Number one, if Andrew Wiggins plays good and Carlton Towns plays well, then you don't really have to worry too much about that back backup point guard position. As long as they're giving guys like Dario and Josh Kogi more minutes off the bench, I'm sure they can, uh, you know, fill in for facilitating at times. Is it is it weird that Gorgie and Jared Bayless combined for thirty was it thirty seven minutes? And Anthony Tolliver and James Nunley didn't see the floor at all? Or am I just too high on both those guys? Am I expecting too much out of, like, an Anthony Tolliver? I mean, it felt like a perfect situation where you could throw him 10 minutes, you know? And maybe grab a couple threes from him. I, I don't know. I just, I honestly just don't like playing Gorey. And I feel like if you throw Tyus Jones out there with a bunch of wings and you throw him out there with, like, James Nunley and Tolliver and Josh Okoge and, uh, and, uh, and like maybe a Dario, and uh, that's kind of like your second unit. I don't know. Is that so bad? Or maybe, am I just too high on them? What's going on here? 
I don't know. I I don't know if it's that either of us are too high on them. I think Thibodeau's really just trying to get the best out of his guys who's going to hopefully fight down the stretch with. Like, for example, in the past five games, Carl Anthony Towns is playing atrocious. He's shooting 25% from three, attempting five threes a game, 40% from the field. He is not playing like an all-star. Um, he has been playing like an all-star this season, even though inconsistent at times. He's still been playing like a ballot all-star guy but he's not been doing well lately. And I think he's trying to get him the ball more, especially with Andrew Wiggins bout last night, seeing him do that against Paul George. I think Thibodeau is more relying on who his stars are supposed to be and who's getting paid the big bucks rather than trying to um, be innovative with his lineup. Now the right answer, I don't know what the right answer is. Um, After a win last night and seeing him put all that leverage on Andrew Wiggins and making him force him to try to win the game for the Timberwolves. um, Maybe that is the right answer and we'll see. Um, but giving guys like Noonally or even Anthony Tolliver more minutes, I don't think there's a problem with that. I do think there would be an awkward uh, uh, stretch four rotation there between um, uh, Gibson, uh, Darius Arch, and Anthony Tolliver. Um, essentially, Darius Arch and Anthony Tolliver play very similar games in the offensive end. Um, the defensive end, Sarge, is more nimble, so that's probably why he's getting the more minutes than um, an Anthony Tolliver. And seeing Taj Gibson playing playing his, you know, 22, 23 minutes where he gets a set number of stats every game and plays pretty good hustle ball um, is solid. But if anything, I'd like to see a rotation, a starting rotation mix up here. Maybe not give any more of the backup guys more minutes, but just see a mix up. Maybe even throw Josh Okogie in the starting lineup to help Robert Covington on the defensive end a little Mm -hmm. bit more. I think it'd be an interesting move. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. And that that might be the thing that they have to do during this injury stretch is try and flip the script a little bit as far as how they play. Maybe try and go aggressive on defense and just try and keep teams low scoring now that you have guys like Teague and Rose out who do so much for the scoring of this team. Maybe try and change up a little bit. I don't know. Flexibility will definitely be... Will definitely be key here. Uh, we're going to take another quick break for the sponsors, and then we're going to get to a, a topic that I've seen around the web about this Timberwolves team. First, let's get to some sponsors. All right, so something that I've seen a lot around the Timberwolves and in, in the conversation, I think I saw it with Dunking with Wolves, uh, The Ringer. I think I saw an ESPN article about it. Uh, I've seen a few places, but people just talking about how the Timberwolves are really in an identity crisis and really in a trying to find who they are as a team all season long and the injuries aren't helping and they haven't been able and individual players are having trouble with it as well it's guys like Andrew Wiggins trying to find an identity in offense uh, guys like Carl Anthony Towns trying to cement himself uh, in the NBA as a certain kind of player all around all over this team there seems to be a little problem with just finding an identity finding consi- and I think that finding consistently consistency kind of springs off of that I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what you feel about this, but I think as far as this team, I think they haven't found an identity, and I think that the injuries to Derrick Rose and Jeff Teague actually hurt them in a huge way in trying to find their identity and trying to find consistency more than maybe any other injury on this roster could. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see the identity crisis. We've definitely written about it at Dunking with Wolves. I've seen a ringer piece on it, so you're definitely correct about that. The schemes are weird uh, in the sense where, I guess i got to take this back a little bit. 
Um, in the past 16 games, in the first, in the past 16 games, the first eight of those games, the Timberwolves were six and two, and they averaged uh, their, they held their opponents to around 96 points per game in the, that six and two stretch. In these past eight games, in the second part of that 16 game stretch, the past eight games, they've held their opponents to about 118 points a game. Um, that's a complete difference. Um, obviously, that's an 18, 18 point stretch there, a 20 point stretch rather. And it isn't just because the teams have been getting harder to play. And it's not just because of injuries. Tom Thibodeau is really just trying to mess with this lineup and try to understand what he wants to run with these new guys when it comes to Covington and Sarge and who fits well together. And it's also been just because of poor play by guys who have been surprisingly bad lately, whether it's Carl Anthony Towns, um, Jeff Teague, or Andrew Wiggins. So, and this is why, even though I've been really rough on Tibbs, I can't give him all the blame in this situation. Sometimes the players have to step up. And, uh, and it's just been a rocky road. And like I said, like it's mostly going to have to come to a, a starting change, a minutes change. And whether it's seeing guys like Jeff Teague, Josh Kogi, Robert Covington, Dario Sarge, and Carlton Towns, like that kind of starting lineup and playing guys like Wiggins more off the bench, like we tried in the middle of the season or early on. Um, wh- whatever we need to do, we need to mess around with this starting lineup. And I understand why Thibodeau's trying that. Um, it's just not looking that good as of late, except for last night where – Guys like Wiggins and Covington pulled through late. I've got a hot take. I'm not sure. If, maybe it doesn't qualify as a hot take, uh, just because it's two players versus one player. But I, I think it's. I think it's kind of a hot take. And, and here it is. And I have a defense okay. for it, but I'm just going to throw it at you and try and catch you off guard a little bit, and then I'll, I'll defend after you react to it. But my hot take is that the Jeff Teague Derrick Rose duo injury hurts the Timberwolves more than if it was Carl Anthony Towns getting injured and going out. Ooh. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah. I'll say this. I'll say this. I think I had to pause there for a second. I'm going to catch myself. I don't know who's listening to this. That was the goal right there. <laughs> I, I think Carl Anthony Towns, the Timberwolves are front loaded with big men, right? So if they wanted to, they could play guys like Sarge and Tolliver together um, or even get Jang in there with some minutes, and they might be okay with solid backcourts and wings. The NBA is moving to more of a small ball lineups, and small ball, ball lineups seem to win over everything. Um, so, so you're not totally disagreeing with me. I'm not totally disagreeing with you. Gosh, I love this. The internet is going to burn us down. Angry with you, just <laughs> because it's Carl Anthony Towns we're talking about, uh, once in a generational talent, and Derrick Rose and his knees, and then Jeff Teague and his uh, dribbling ability. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to give that one to you, uh, but <laughs> I do like it. I do like the hot take. Um, if anything, that just if that just tells me that big men aren't as um, important anymore. <laughs> so here's here's my here's my reasoning for it. Uh, it, it it's a, a little bit layered of an argument, and this will be a good place to kind of finish out. Is that I think that the Timberwolves' identity, ultimately the best version of them, is going smaller ball and playing a lot more up tempo basketball and playing a lot faster. I think that getting teams to play faster really plays to their strengths defensively because they're the best version of the defense is just taking advantage of some sloppy quick offensive plays that turn that give them opportunity for lots of turnovers and then offensively I think that the best version of them is getting down the floor quickly and then using either Derrick Rose, Jeff Teagues, Andrew Wiggins their speed on a transition defense or on a defense that's not all the way down the court yet or finding that finding three-point shooters like Covington Sarge off of that speed. And so I think offensively and defensively, that speed is 
is really crucial to the Timberwolves and what they're doing. And I think that they find that with guys like Tyus Jones, with Derrick Rose. I know that Teague has drawn criticism because sometimes he can slow down the pace of the basketball, but he can he can also speed it up and and if you're looking at just the way these guys pass, obviously Jeff Teague is going to pass a lot. He's a point guard, right? He passes. Uh, he, he's averaging like 53.2 passes per game. And you have Tyus Jones, 33.8. You have uh, Derek Rose. He I just had the number 33.3. And you're looking at the field goal efficiency or field goal percentage off of passes from Jeff Teague, from Derek Rose, from Tyus Jones. It's 45, 49, and 35 percent respectively. And then if you're going, just going from, I don't know, I'll pick a guy randomly out of the hat. Let's go Carl Anthony Towns. He is getting, a, he is passing with a frequency of 17.8%, but his the field goal percentage off of his passes are 37.9%. And I know he does a lot of things rebounding the ball. I know he does a lot of things defensively for this team, but he's been bad off. He's been having these slumps offensively. Uh, he started out kind of an offensive slump. He's been in an offensive slump the last few games. And then if you're just looking at if because if you run the offense through Anthony Davis for the Pelicans, that offense is pretty good. If you run the offense through Carl Anthony Towns, I don't think it's that great of an offense. I really do think that he needs a, a, a really good point guard or just a really good playmaker next to him to help him because I don't think you can run the offense through Carl Anthony Towns. And so I think that you're seeing in the numbers, I think you're just seeing if you just watch aesthetically the Timberwolves play fast versus them playing the half court. You just see there's a clear difference. Even if you've never watched basketball before, there's a clear difference. There's a clear better and faster play from the Timberwolves. They just play cleaner and crisper when they're playing fast and when they're playing up-tempo and when they're using the speed of these young athletes to their advantage. And I just think that you get more of that when you have Jeff Teague, when you have Derrick Rose healthy and out there versus a guy like Carl Anthony Towns. And again, I love Towns. And I don't want to see him traded or anything like that. Nothing like that. And I think that there's a way where you can play lineups off of those lineups. You can play Towns off of that speed to maximum efficiency that maybe isn't being used right now. But I think that if Towns was injured for 10 days versus Derrick Rose and Teague, I think the Rose and Teague injury right now hurts the Timberwolves more. I'm after hearing that breakdown, I'm I'm a little bit more on your side. I'm still gonna say no for my end just because I will get killed by every cat fan on this planet if I say anything else more on Carl Anthony Towns. That's uh, fine. There's two people who run this show. Let them hate me, <laughs> let them love you. That's fine. I have an interesting lineup for you, Colton. Think about this one for a second. Tell me what your thoughts are. What about a starting lineup against the Chicago Bulls? Let's say Derek Rose comes back next game, plays off the bench. Let's go Tyus Jones, Josh Akogi. Andrew Wiggins, Robert Covington at the four, and Carl Anthony Towns. You play fast-paced basketball. You don't necessarily have to pay, play off Towns. You have a good facilitator in Tyus Jones. Josh Kogi can help Robert Covington on the defensive end, and Andrew Wiggins can get his buckets. See, I like that because they play fast-paced, and I, I like that too because Towns has shown that he can play faster, right? I mean, it's not like Towns has to play in the half court. He just You just can't run the offense through him, he's not going to control the ball or control the pace, but he will play up tempo. He can get down the court quick. And I think this time around with Markinen out there, I think that you might have to play a little a little faster place, try and get him out of a defensive rhythm right away. Yeah, especially with Markinen. That dude's been playing insane lately. I think he's averaging 31 points over the past two games. So you just slow him down would be uh, key. Uh, and I swear to God, if we let Zach Levine score 45 points, I will throw up. 
<laughs> One last thing I want to end on before we head out here. Uh, just something for people to think about. If you're looking at the last 15 games, the the only lineup in the last 15 games, the only lineup that I can see with double-digit minutes, and again, over the last 15 games, the only lineup with double-digit minutes that doesn't have a true center out on the floor is Law Dang, Anthony Tolliver, James Nunley, Tyus Jones, and Josh Okogie. And we know how much Anthony Tolliver and James Nunley have played this year. They have 11 minutes and they have 28 points total over the last 15 games. 11 minutes, 28 total points. And that is the only lineup that doesn't have a true center. And so we've talked about how the versatility has been better for the Timberwolves this year. Tibbs has been better at using more of his bench, but the versatility still isn't there because there's plenty of ways you could play Dario Saric or, or, or Taj Gibson as the center out there, and that is the lineup with the only lineup with double-digit minutes without a true center. And we know I how much those guys play. I am all aboard this get the true center out of the NBA uh, rhetoric, so I'm on board with that idea. I just think there still has to be a way where Minnesota can pull this out where they're not falling to small ball lineups and playing two stretch fours together. Because if you look at just like the best team in the West right now, record-wise, obviously it's the Warriors, but record-wise it's the Denver Nuggets. And Carlton Towns averages close to four assists a game. You know, Nikola Jokic averages seven. But if you can somehow play around a guy at the top of the key, the, your big man, get screens around your guys and let him have more of ability to facilitate and you don't have a true point guard, like the Nuggets don't really have a true point guard because Jamal Murray is a scorer first, then you can really you can turn some heads. And I think there is a possibility for Tom Thibodeau to kind of look at that offense the way that it's used in Denver and try to mimic it a little bit because I mean that's that might seem like an outlier but the true big men aren't necessarily out of this league if you're a big man you can shoot a three and you can run the court like I know you said Carlton Towns can run the court then you can play off him if you need to it's just it hasn't looked good in the past maybe that's what Tom Thibodeau's been trying to do lately to change up this lineup trying to figure out how to use or utilize Cat um, to the best of his ability um, I guess the future will tell us, and uh, I can't say, like how I said against Phoenix, we should use some different lineups, that we should do that against Chicago because we could lose to Chicago after seeing us lose to Phoenix. But, I mean, we need to try some different things, especially after the win last night. Andrew Wiggins isn't going to pull up 30 every single game from here on out. Um, I wish, but he's not going <laughs> to. So we are playing Chicago and we are playing Atlanta in the next two games. Maybe try some different things, whether it's getting smaller guys, smaller lineups in there like Tolliver or uh, Nunnally or just giving Towns more freedom to facilitate. Uh, we need to try some different things. Yeah, and you, you're right. You make some good points about Towns. That said, I think that's more an indictment of maybe Gorgie. I think Gorgie is still getting too many minutes, and I would like to see other guys out there grab those minutes that are, are scarce when you add in guys like Sarge and Covington who need minutes as well. I think Gorgie plays too many minutes. I would be fine with Towns being the only true center on this team that gets double-digit minutes. Yeah, I will say I've been, again, on this Gorgie, Jeff T, just criticizing him like crazy train for a long <laughs> time now. I will say Gorgie Jing has played very well in the past five games, and it's kind of hard for me to uh, to criticize him right now. I will say that he get, him getting 16 minutes a game over the past five games and Carl Anthony Towns getting 30, that should not happen. We should be seeing Towns at least get 34, 35 minutes a game and push Jang more to 10 or 11 um, just to get Towns more fired up. Get him, have, give him more freedom to fire up. Um, and, you know, Andrew Wiggins shouldn't necessarily be leading this team in minutes. It should be our main guy, Towns. So I do agree with you in that aspect for sure. All right, that's all we've got today. We'll be back tomorrow on Christmas Day. That's right. 
We're, we're going both days, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We're bringing you content every single day this week, as always. So we'll be back tomorrow. I'm sure we'll talk more about the Chicago Bulls tomorrow as well. Trey, as always, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you to the listeners for tuning in to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.